welcome back cookies this is episode two kiki sitso we're back baby i have been crying in the club for a week straight just from the love you guys have been giving me from episode one and just the support and reactions it has meant the world to me i pretty sure i mentioned this before but before I launched, I told myself I will just be happy if, you know, one to five people listen, because if anything, this was for me. One to five will be all good, and just, ah, my heart, seeing those analytics go up every day, and seeing all of you recommend it, and show me all of the love in the whole wide world, means the world to me and I love you so much for it. Now, I have to, I just have to start out this episode with a would you rather. If you've been around a while, you know, you know these games are my shit. And the rule is you have to play. And the rule is that way because I said so and this is my game and here we are. Now, would you rather wake up to a stranger licking your toes or you have to lick a stranger's toes in the middle of a busy store. I make the rules, you answer. Let's get into it. You can DM me your answers or tell me them when you write me a hate letter, but either way, just answer. Wasn't that so fun? That was so fun. I have to talk about a couple of my little pet peeves. Three off the top of my head are when people say, you can come if you want. But just respect. I think that's so rude. You can come if you want. When they respond with a thumbs up or in the sentence with a full stop. Or some of you might call it a period. Those are just outright disrespectful. I I cannot. In all three of those situations, you're basically saying you hate me and you want nothing to do with me and you wish the worst upon my children. That is what all three of those say to me. So, the next time you go to send someone one of the three most disrespectful messages there ever did exist, uh, just know that that is what you are communicating. That's all. Okay, I know we all want to be our bestest, most confident, happy little selves, and this is something I have been doing for years, and so I know firsthand it works. First of all, I do want to say, you will never, ever, ever catch me recommending something or sharing tips or sharing things that I do not stand behind. If I come on here or any of my platforms and share things, it is 1000% because I love it, I use it, I do it. I've tried it myself. But this, this is something I've been doing for years, and I want you to do it too. We together, because I said so, are going to do mirror work. That's right, mirror work. I would prefer you do this in the morning just because it will set the tone for your whole day. But at the end of the day, do it when it works for you. If you need to do it in your care mirror, or 
I don't know, in a public bathroom, then do that, boo-boo. But preferably in the morning if you have a choice. You're going to get in that little mirror, you're going to make eye contact with yourself, and you are going to speak to yourself. You're going to talk to yourself and say nothing but kind words. And if you need help, think about someone you love, someone you admire, look up to, a boyfriend, husband, parental figure, whoever. What do you want to hear them say to you? Would you like to hear they're proud of you, you're beautiful, you got a nice little ass on you? What are the things that you want to hear that maybe you've never heard before or that make you feel really good inside? And I want you to say those things to you. But it's super important. Make eye contact with yourself. Actually look at yourself and then say these things out loud. Not just in your head, but say them out loud. It's going to be so powerful hearing these things come out of your actual voice. And then just repetition, baby. Make it a daily thing, a weekly thing. Put a timer in your calendar. Put it a part of like your morning routine. But just do this often. And just watch that beautiful little relationship of yours with yourself grow Watch how much more confident you get. Watch how you are more comfortable with eye contact and you stop avoiding looking in the mirror. I actually just learned that lots of people avoid looking in the mirror. Like that is so new to me. Um, but I also think because for years I've like intentionally been doing the work to be comfortable with myself. So I kind of just forgot. But that's crazy. And that's sad. And... I wish the opposite for you. I hope that you are very, very comfortable looking in the mirror and admiring yourself and just recognizing how fucking good you look and telling yourself that. Another thing that I just learned, I cannot remember who told me, but a lot I remembered that we as humans have a negative bias in our brain. Um... And the only reason that I forgot is because for a couple of years now, I've been actively, like, rewiring my brain to think more positively naturally. Like, when I wake up thinking more positively, when I'm in a shitty situation, to think more positively. And it works, which is the reason why I forgot. Um, but one little practice, if you want to do it, I... I just think you all should do all the things I say. <laughs> but, okay, so before you go to sleep, first of all, when you wake up, like first thing in the morning when you wake up and right before you go to bed, like when you are very calm, your brain is in a different state and it is more easier to accept new ideas or rewire your brain and just kind of tap into your subconscious. And so right it's going to be a lot easier to remember to do this right before you go to bed. That's why I'm telling you to do it right before you go to bed. But I want you to just, in like the most playful way, right before you go to bed, as you close your eyes, instead of replaying all the shit that happened today and imagining the worst case scenario and replaying that embarrassing moment from eight years ago, because all of that's so fun. Instead of doing all that bullshit, 
you are going to imagine best case scenarios and let your imagination run wild. And if you have something coming up tomorrow or an event in three months or there's something you want, I want you to imagine yourself having it and how fun it would be. I want you to imagine the best vacation of your life. But the only thing I ask of you is that you don't put any limits on yourself. You don't think negatively in any way. And literally just let your imagination run wild. Like, make it like movie time, TV time right before you go to bed. Be as creative as you want. And then, like, as you get more into it, like, it becomes this fun little nighttime routine of yours. Say you have a date coming up. Just imagine best case scenario of that date. Say you want money for something. Imagine the best case scenario. You got all the money and more. How are you going to spend it if you just got a fat stack of cash this weekend out of nowhere? What are the things you'd do? Where would you go? Would you go on vacation? How would you spend it? How good it would feel? Just make this a fun little routine before bed every night. And then, you know, from there you can start to do it in the morning or when you're driving. Just tap into that, like, positive, abundant, playful little imagination of yours right before you go to bed. And that's just one of many ways we can start to think a little more positively and abundantly. And let's break free of this negative thinking bullshit, shall we? As always, as you've learned, I'm about to bring it back to astrology. Here are a couple of my favorite little observations over the years from just people watching, and different friends. So fire signs, but especially Aries. So Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius's during arguments will say the most vile, evil, hurtful things in the whole wide world. Like these are the type of people, like Aries especially, are the type to like wish someone in your family did or like just would the most evil things you could think of those are the things they're going to say to you in an argument and then the next day when you're fine like just giggle about it and just um act like nothing happened and this totally applies to fire moons and fire risings but bitches be cray taurus women are the biggest stalkers you know Taurus men can apply too, but specifically I've seen this in Taurus women. Like, they need to pay for extra storage just to hold the amount of screenshots they have. They are like private investigators without getting paid to be private investigators. Leos. Mm, I see it in Pisces too. I don't take either of these people serious when they tell me they've found their person and they're in love it's usually puppy dog love and then two weeks later they're totally over them that's not their person but like that honeymoon stage we honeymoon and for the um if a man has cancer placements especially in the big three cancer sun moon rising mommy issues they're either a little too attached to their mom or they absolutely hate their guts like they're either borderline breastfeeding 
or no contact with her. I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> I could go on and on for days, but I'll save them for later. Speaking of astrology, I have this astrology game that I really love. So solo or with a friend, I go onto Facebook and I scroll down and every single person that I see, I stop and I think about them for a little bit, my experiences with them, and then I guess their sign. You know? Oh, she was a little bitchy. Guess their sign. Oh, she was this, 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 uh, uh, she was that. And getting it right is just so exhilarating. It's a fun little game. So you're going to go, when you're guessing, go to their page, go to, I believe it's like about info or info, and then see if you can find their birthday. But listen, if their birthday is not listed, this is what you do. You go to the search bar on the Facer Burkos, type in their name, and then you type happy birthday. So if their name is like John Black, you'll type in happy birthday. But then you will click on posts. And then you scroll down and see if you can find someone that wished them a happy birthday with a public post. If that doesn't work, <laughs> then you go to the person's Facebook page and scroll down and have the patience to scroll for hours till you find a birthday post. But those three ways have never failed me. Don't fail me now, boys. There are other ways. And if you need to stalk someone even deeper, I will willingly help you because that is one of my favorite things to do in the whole wide world. Not stalk people, but find out their birthdays and their signs. But yeah, that's my little Facebook game. I just go down and it's so fun looking at people from like your primary school or when you were a kid or your friend's mom and everything clicks and it makes sense. Try it. Try it, Pookie Dookie. Fun little game. There's this... I don't know, would you call it a theory, a belief? I'm sure you've seen it, the let them theory. And I, I've i lived by this since before I even knew it was a thing. And it's basically just let them do, let them do them. At the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do. And you can't stop anyone, you can't force anyone to do anything. You can't force a good friend, force a faithful man. Just let people do what they're going to do and let people show you who they are. And then you can choose if this is someone you want in your life. This is someone you can choose to be in a relationship with or whatever. But just let them. The peace that will come when you stop trying to change people or force a man to be a good man is just so freeing. But this goes hand in hand with my sweet baby angels who invest so much time stalking their social media or going through that phone, iPad, laptop, and just obsessively looking for, is he cheating again? Did he cheat? What new girls is he following now? That is a full-time job. That's time you could be spending watching a new TV show or learning a hobby, getting your hair done, 
going to a nail salon, meeting a new boyfriend, getting your rocks off. I don't know. You could be doing anything. Sounds boring as hell. You're not getting paid for it. It's not fun. You never find fun answers. It always makes you feel like shit. And I feel like majority of people, when they get to that point where they are obsessively stalking, those are people who stay anyways. Listen, if you're going to do all that work, you better be ready to leave. But if you're going to do all that work, all that stalking and losing sleep and obsessing, at that point, you might as well happily let them cheat. If we're going to be very real with each other, might as well pack their bag, give them a pat on the back on the way out, kiss on the cheek, wish them luck, ask for pictures. If you're going to do that full-time hobby gig, hustle on the side, might as well save yourself some time, honey, and encourage it. Be open to it. Ask them how it was. Because that's just, it's going to save you some time. If you're going to be stupid, you might as well, I don't know, be a little less stupid and have get a little less stress on your chest. I don't know. Jeez. As blunt as it is. (laughs) I say that with love. Why the frick frack? Did you spend all that time being a private investigator for the free? Ain't nobody was paying you. I know it wasn't fun. I know you were losing sleep and losing meals over it. But if you do all that to stay... Um, it's just getting stupid. That's just my, (laughs) that's my little opinion. I just, I believe a cheater's gonna cheat. And there's nothing more powerful than when a woman finds out a man is fucking them over, cheating on them, doing them dirty. If you leave and never look back. That is... There's nothing more powerful than that. Going no contact, cutting them off, not looking back, going off and living your best life. Ooh. And karma's a bitch. Karma's a bitch, but I like her. At the end of the day, karma will always get the person that did you dirty. You don't need to get back at them. And this ain't build a hoe. You don't need to stay with the man and wait for him to finally be done cheating, that is a grown person that is making grown people choices. You don't gotta, you're not Bob the Builder. Fix a hoe. You don't gotta stay and help him change. And I guarantee he's probably 35. Yeah. Let, Let somebody else build that man. And you go live your best life, honey. Plenty. Plenty of fishies in the sea. Plenty of faithful fishies in the sea waiting to treat you like the dime piece you is. But that's just, that is one of my boundaries. I will never, ever, ever put up with cheating. (laughs) I've lived for a whole lot less. I just, I think 
everyone should not be okay with that. To each their own. We all have our own boundaries and shit. That will never be okay with me. And I just, I won't put up with it with the peop- for the people around me. Speaking of that, I, when I did my last episode, I was asked <laughs> multiple times from multiple different people to share my dating advice. And listen, I feel like I do give great advice. I may not always take it, but I do give great advice. And like, listen, listen. I have shitty dating stories. <laughs> when it comes to me, I have always purposefully gone after unavailable men because <laughs> I knew <laughs> I knew I didn't want anything serious. And so I knew going after unavailable people I wouldn't have to deal with any anything serious cuz they didn't want anything serious. And I couldn't take them serious, and it just made my life easier. Okay. I feel if I I feel like if I wanted something real, I could, but I don't. Anywho, here's your advice you wanted. My advice, as you go into every dating experience, taking them off the pedestal, seeing them for. A regular human going at, uh, like knowing that you are the prize, but also going into it and allow them to show you who they are. And then after they have shown you who they are, decide if that is someone you want to keep investing your time into. If that's someone you even want in your life. Don't go into it trying to convince them to like you or trying to sell yourself. Or even put them on a pedestal. Go into it trying to get to know them so that you can decide, do I even want this person in my life? And so, my advice, what I do on first dates, is I go and I am trying to get to know them. I am asking the questions that tell me all about who you are as a person. I'm not trying to talk about myself. You know, if you want to ask me questions, I'll answer them. But I'm going there trying to see who the hell you are. And all of these questions will tell you all about a person. Like, human beings are basic. And there are certain things about people that will tell you about them. So I ask about siblings. What number sibling are you? Your childhood, how you were brought up. Your relationship with your mother, your father, your ex. It's going to tell me a whole lot about you when I ask about her and how it ended and how you speak about her. I'm going to ask about school and travel and work. And just pay attention to how they react to these questions, how they answer them, how they talk about their family, how they talk about themselves. Um, And just from there, decide, is this someone I want to keep spending my time with? Then my other advice is because I've learned this firsthand for myself, I've seen it with friends, I've like seen people talk about it all over the internets, but this person is so new to you. They are basically a stranger. When you are first matching or talking to them, 
they don't deserve a whole lot of your energy. And so don't go from matching or the first date to letting them get to text you all day long and FaceTiming you and getting all of your attention and energy. They haven't even proven themselves. But also, you are getting addicted to this high, like the rush you get from the attention and the text calls, DMs, that automatically you are going to put this on the put them on this pedestal from all of this attention but they haven't even proved themselves worthy of all of that in your life you could end up going on the date it'd be really shitty and now you've gone from attention 24 7 to nothing it's just like this roller coaster of emotions that you're going to put yourself on just allow themselves to show you who they are if they're worthy then give them a little more but it'll help you to stay very unbiased and you'll be able to see red flags more clearly. You'll be able to see, oh, he's actually not that special. He's actually not done anything for me or he doesn't really have anything to offer me. I have more fun by myself, all of the things. Just, just my little, my couple little pieces of advice. Listen, I can give great advice. Even if I am the founding member of the Dump Him You Can Do Better, I also can be a supporter of the relationship queen team. I can be both. Period. It's just if I see a man that doesn't deserve you, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to tell you you deserve better. That's all. Okay. I have a couple of rules or things I would do if I was president, ruler of the land, if you will. First things first is I would, mm, I border between like 60 to 70. We can decide on this later. But once you reach that age, I am snip, snip, snipping your license. It's taken away. And we will arrange chauffeurs or, I don't know, shuttles, whatever is necessary. But old people do need to be removed from the roads. Um, they are not only scary and terrifying, but they are a danger to us all. And I think we would just all benefit. Would we not? I don't see anyone disagreeing. That would be my first little immersion. Nextly... I would ban men's shorts that go below the knee. And I don't see anyone ever disagreeing with me on this. This will be an easy law to pass. But they're just fugly. They're fugly and I don't trust you. Something's off. And I just, they look uncomfortable, them being so long. They're like, <laughs> I go to Planet Fitness and there are two men who regularly wear the long jorts, like jean shorts below their knee. It just makes me mad. I just, I don't want to be mad about it, but I can't help but being mad. <laughs> Your shorts are that long. It just looks dumb and fugly. And so I take them away. I think all men's shorts should be a couple inches above their knee anyways. Like, have you seen those shorts? They're very sexy. And I think all women would be grateful for this law change. You are loving ladies. 
mixed order of business, all McDonald's fizzy drinks would go back to, that's right, one dollar. That was the dumbest change they've ever made. <sighs> they, it was a hate crime. A hate crime. First they changed it and then they took the deal off the app and it felt personal. And that will be an immediate change, don't you worry. A lot of these might feel targeted towards men, but I feel like they just benefit us as a whole. And they are also all that comes to mind. Um, I'd make it mandatory <laughs> that you as a man, unless you're getting acrylics, um, you're not allowed long fingernails. I think just because it's absolutely rank. And I don't think I should have to explain myself any further. Those, oh, I know you know the nails. It, it's like, it's like a walking STD. It's just gross. That's all I have to say about that. Next order of business would be to ban dating apps. I don't think a single person will ever fight me on this. I actually don't care if you would fight me on this. I think they are ruining us as a society. They are a plague. I think they need to be burned to the ground immediately. And we need to go back to real dating and people being chalant and lover boys and lover girls. And I just think they're dumb and I hate them with a burning passion. And that is that. Lastly, no, it's not lastly because I got a lot to say. I would make it mandatory that everyone gets at least five hugs a day. Because um, they're so good for you and they're so warm and fuzzy. I do have to say, people that hug and they like give the light hug, like they touch you like, I don't know, you're like dirty food. There's something wrong with you, and you're not hugging properly, and you, there's something you haven't healed in your heart. When you hug people, you should hug them like, like they just died and came back to life. That's the only way you should hug people. Like you should be squeezy hugging them like you love them. If you give me a pathetic hug, um, just rude. There's some healing you might need to do within your heart. But yeah, I think five hugs a day is mandatory. And also, I think we should write people one love letter a week. God, my ideas are so good. I'll stop there because I, I could go on for decades. But I do. I do want to bring up how thankful I am for the blessing that we have been given on this earth. And that was boys in uniforms. Hello. Thank you. There was a period in time. It hasn't happened lately. I think they all quit. But all the UPS drivers I saw looked like Calvin Klein models. And it looked like the mandatory, it was mandatory on the application, like send us a photo and some model shots because we only hire McGee's. Oh gosh. There was one time at work the fire alarm went off 
and it went off next door and this is like one of the saddest stories of my whole life <sighs> the fire alarm went off next door and we see a fire truck pull up and three of the sexiest men you ever did see walk past us go next door they didn't even see us walk back past us back into their truck and leave and I think it was actually a figment of my imagination because I've never seen them since. And so I'm thinking I should go get like a ring stuck on me or like a toilet stuck on my head, something, and go down there and just meet some friends, make some new friends in the neighborhood. Because they were fine. They were fine as hell. Love to catcall a couple of those daddies. I love playing Two Truths and a Lie because I always win. And these were two of my go-to truths that people always got wrong. So I was always a winner. First one was I don't own a microwave because for five years I did not own a microwave. And people just refused to believe that there were um, unique angels like me. But I did have someone say once you look like someone that doesn't own a microwave. And I just feel like that was so hateful and unnecessary. And he probably has a lot of hate in his heart. But the other one is, the other one of my truths is I've been hit, I was hit by a car when I was, I think I was like four. And I walked away with no broken bones or bruises. And that one always gets people because they refuse to believe it. They think I'm a walking miracle. But I was. I was hit by a car when I was like three or four in New Zealand. Um, car hit me. I went, did a little flip in the air, landed on the ground. Knocked out cold, baby. Went in my little ambulance. Went to the little hospital. Came home the same night. Not a, not a broken bone. Or bruise on me body. Isn't that so cool? It's like I'm meant to be here or something. Basically. Miracle child. I always win that game. Okay. I have a personal theory. This has been backed up by no doctors or scientists. Just the belief of in my brain, which is all you need actually. So the people you know, your friends, that are the drunk criers. Every single time they drink, they are crying. These are the people who, when they are sober, sweep everything under the rug. Act like everything's fine. Don't cry. Numb their feelings. And so when they're drunk, it has to come out. And I've proven this theory with several of my friends and acquaintances. And it never fails. And so just... Pay attention if you have a little drunk crier in the group. Um, that they are probably not doing okay during the day, and they might need they might need a little loving. So last year I took this course. It was a twenty week course called MBA Manifestation Baby Academy, and when I tell you. It was the best money I have ever spent in my whole life. And I don't, I don't recommend things I don't stand behind. 
I think I said that earlier. This, this course isn't for everyone. It is an investment of your time and you do have to do like a ton of inner work and I'm not going to lie, a lot of it was really hard because you have to be very honest and vulnerable with yourself and it's not just manifesting, you're doing subconscious work and you're working on your childhood and past beliefs and you're doing a lot but it was incredible. And if this, like, speaks to you, totally look her up. Her name is Catherine Sinkina, or you can message me anytime. She does it twice a year. But it was, I would recommend it to anyone. It was amazing. You also have lifetime access, and so I can um, do it whenever I want, or I can join any of the twice-a-year classes, like groups, and do it with them as well. Oh my gosh, it was so good. I have like a million meditations and classes and workbooks that I get to keep forever. It was so good. But like along those lines, I used to be so, I thought manifestation was so woo-woo and so dumb. And then I would like test it out. I only got into it because I wanted more money. That's the only reason I was ever interested in manifesting. But it has taught me so much about myself over the years. Like listening to different people and trying different things and manifesting certain things. Um, but I... So when I first got into it, one of the things that I have realized over the years is I thought manifesting was kind of, and like the universe, God, whoever, was very much like Santa. And I thought that you had to be a good girl and be obedient and do all the right things. Otherwise, whoever, what source you believe in, would never give you what you wanted. And one of the most freeing things I have learned over the years is that the universe is so neutral. And you can believe any of this if you want to. You don't have to believe a word I'm saying. But at the end of the day, I believe that you are the one missing out because it is all in your mind and it is a gift that we were all blessed with. And to each their own. But... The universe is actually a very neutral universe, and it wants to give you what you want, but we are the ones who are blocking ourselves in our own beliefs. Like, we are the ones telling ourselves we can't have things, and it, it can come through, like, through your subconscious beliefs and what you were told in childhood. Um, I could go on for hours and hours about this, but... Just know that there is no source or God who wants to punish you or is against you. And you can have all of the good things in this life that you want because you deserve it. This goes hand in hand with that. But I want you to pay attention the next time you get jealous, which is a very normal human um, 
feeling. So don't shame yourself when you get jealous. We all naturally are going to feel jealous at times. But I want you to pay attention to it. And you can journal on it or write it down. Um, don't take it out on the person that you're jealous of. But just pay attention and then ask yourself, what is it I'm jealous of? Is it the attention, the actual item? And then just be so real with yourself. Is this something I want? And if the answer is yes, then ask for it. Ask for it, work towards it, manifest it, um, do whatever you got to do. But don't be the one that is sitting there actively blocking yourself and telling yourself that you can't have that. One of my favorite things to do in situations like this, I go to NASA's Instagram and I look at space and I look at all of the magic that is this universe and just remind myself that whatever source created all of this beautiful shit created me. And if that shit is magical, why am I not magical? If the universe is so big and so massive and we are still discovering new shit every day and all of that stuff is so big, then what I want is so teeny tiny in comparison. Why can't I have it? If those big magical things are created so easily, why can't I have these little things that I'm asking for? Why, why wouldn't it be possible? If I can see it happen for someone else, why would it not be possible for me too? There was no rule book when you were born, when I was born, that said everyone else will have a good life and get everything they deserve, but not you. Mm, it just doesn't work like that. Like, you are that special and you are also not that special. You are not that special that the universe picked you out of everything in the whole universe to get the shit into the stick. Mm, sorry, that wasn't you. It was none of us, actually. The things you are asking for are so teeny tiny and not that big of asks. And also the universe wants to give it to you, whether you believe that or not. And my goal is that you fucking believe that one day, because it's true. And your life will change the day you start believing that. Everyone's favorites are when I share dating stories, shitty dating stories. And it <laughs> it's just so funny to me. And I hope it is because you can relate. Or you too have been in shitty dating stories. And you're not just enjoying enjoying the shit that was my dating life. Either way, oh well. So here are stories of times I've been in men's apartments from dates that give me the heebie-jeebies <laughs> that are burned into my brain forever. But in return, I need you to also share your little stories with me wherever DMs text because I need to know it wasn't just me dating I need sisterhood in this I need I need something in return but you promise the first one I was sitting on his toilet going pee pee as we do and I looked down 
and not just in one spot, all over the bathroom floor. There are toenails. <laughs> Big toenails. Pinky toenails. Everywhere. Like, like when he clips his toenails, he just sprinkles them around like confetti. And I <laughs> was so disgusted. And this 30-something-year-old man. How do you invite people over and you're not like, oh, yes, let me clean up from the last toenail confetti party I had? How do you don't double check? Rank. Rank, bitch. Rank. Another man had towels hanging up. And it looked like they were like his shower towels that he hung up. But they were like folded, so it almost looked like they were decorative. They were the only towels available in the bathroom to wipe my handsies on. So I go and wash my little handsies, go to dry them. And I get a whiff. And I'm like, no, that wouldn't be. So I smell it again. Put the towels up to my face. Could it be? And yes, I am right. All of the towels smell like sweaty ball sacks. Not just one, both of them. And these towels aren't wet. These are dry towels that just smell like sweaty ball sacks and again how do you not have gifts over and you're like I should probably put the sweaty ball sack towels away is it because all of your towels smell like this or you're just so used to it and you don't mind that they smell like your sweaty ball sacks does everything of yours smell like sweaty ball sacks yuck I know I did some time pieces this last one though so you know the show Euphoria, and the actor, or the character Fizz, or Fizzco, rest in peace baby angel, Angus Cloud, how he lives with his grandma. His grandma's like on life support or something in the room, and she's like confined to a room in the bed. And Fizzco is running that place like it's his apartment, but it's his grandma's apartment. <laughs> So I go to this guy's apartment, and it is <laughs> all the decor, everywhere you look, in every inch and every space, looks like it's from the 80s. Like, you could not buy that shit nowadays. Not even the 90s or the 2000s. This was old. Old and dusty musty. <laughs> it looked like it hadn't been touched since the 80s. So I go to the bathroom. I just... I'll just be pissing everywhere, I guess. Go to the bathroom, and it's just worse in there. There's floral decor all over the toilet. It's all one shade of brown. But every inch, the bath mat, the, the pictures on the wall, the shower curtain. And so I'm, like, itching. Hives are coming up because if you know me, <laughs> you know old people are one of my worst fears. And all I can picture is he has his nana <laughs> in the bedroom because this is her apartment. And he shut the door, knocked her out with some pills, and just invites girls over. And I... <laughs> he gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about that place. It was so scary. So I found, found a way out of there. But I just... I can't explain. <laughs> the energy was off. 
you know when you go into a store and the energy's off the energy was off like when you were a kid and you had to sleep at an old person's home not like a retirement home but like we might have all had different childhoods but I had to stay one time at my best friend's grandma's house and I don't think I slept for two minutes because I was so scared everything was old and it had a smell <laughs> and it was just scary but yeah there's worse ones but <laughs> I, I there's one guy that still stalks me to this day and I feel like he'll watch this and it'll motivate him to keep stalking me so I'll keep that one I'll keep that one in in-person stories only I was just grabbing one of my favorite Trader Joe snacks those little like Trader Bro Trader I can do this Trader Joe brand tacky version chips and I was just thinking, like, I've never been to Trader Joe's where the vibe is off. Like, every worker there is pretty happy. And it's rare these days. It's like their workers come to work and it's, like, mandatory to go into the staff room and just, like, kiss and hug and tell each other how pretty they are and, like, love on each other before they go to work. That's the kind of vibe they come to work in. And I kind of dig it. Like, I've never been there and someone looks miserable. They all look well taken care of. This is similar to Chick-fil-A, but I have other assumptions about Chick-fil-A I'll get into in a couple minutes. Also at Trader Joe's, it's actually a federal rule that they have to build their stores um, and parking lots that will make you want to ram into the back of that Prius. That's a lie. It's not a federal rule. But they do. When they are building a store, they th they ask themselves, Trader and Joe, where where's the worst possible location we could put this? And they make sure they spend a lot of time and intentionally put it in the shittiest parking lot there ever was. And I know this for a fact. I know it. I do love that place, though. My one rule when I go there is no list, just vibes. You gotta go there, and you gotta let Trader and Joe speak to your soul and whisper sweet nothings into your ear and tell you what to get. Go let the snacks talk to you. Let Trader speak through you, and it will always work out. My assumption about Chick-fil-A, though, is that they beat their workers into submission, obedience. <laughs> None of you have ever gotten anything wrong from Chick-fil-A, ever. If anything, you get extra. You get extra, and the drive through has like 47 steps to it to make sure perfection is in order. <laughs> I think they beat their workers, <laughs> or they brainwash them, either or. Beating people is not funny at all. One thing as your bestie I need for you to do, and I need for you to listen to me on this because it's science. I need you to prioritize play in your life. Play and fun. Whatever you want to call it. But like be so dead ass about it. Be serious about it. Make time for your... Make time for it every single week. 
it'll look different for every single one of you. For some of you, it may be a struggle. If you need help, like, think about when you were a kid, a young little teenager, what you like to do. What looks fun. Like, take classes around you. You could make new friends. Whatever you guys to do. But just play. Get outside. Get off the damn phone. And play a little. Do something that makes time fly by. Do something with your hands, like pottery or paint or draw. Do something. So many of us are stuck in this boring adult trap of like work, sleep, hustle, repeat. And it's just so lame. Like... We were not, as humans, meant to work 24-7 or hustle and grind. Don't get me wrong. That can be a part of your life, but you should have fun in there, too. And you should make time for it and prioritize it. Me, I love to do a little uh, roller skating with my friends, or even solo. I love, I love me a good prank call. Say what you want. That shit is fun as hell. I never did grow up from those. I don't bully anyone or harass anyone. But I do love a good lie. And I love inconveniencing people. If you need your own prank calls, you know whose chance to slide into. This one. No, it ain't sponsored. This one is from my period havers. My lady bleeders. Uh, I recommend to everybody and a mother to switch to a cup. To each their own. But that shit is life changing for me. You gotta change it like, I think it's every 12 hours. I've never leaked in the five years I've uh, used them. You don't have to remember to buy tampons or pads. And how else could I possibly sell you? Like, what? I don't feel it once it's in. It does take like a couple of times getting used to. You can watch a tutorial if you if you must. But I love it. It does get a little getting used to taking it out if you got some acrylics. But once you know what you're doing, you're golden, baby. I love it. Um, I think you too should love it. I benefit nothing from this except for the fact that I helped you change your life. Um, on this topic, I have... I've, so I've had an IUD since my son was born, so it's been five years. She said it was good for five years. The initial lady that uh, stuck it in me. And then I go to Planned Parenthood a couple years ago. And she's like, oh girl, those things are like, I shit you not. (laughs) This is exactly how she told me. (laughs) Oh girl, those things are good for like 12 years now. Just keep it in. (laughs) I said, hmm? 12 years? Can I double check with one or two people first? Before I leave it in my body for an extra seven years? She's like, no, you're good. And I left 
wondering who they hired off the street. And she could be right or she could be lying to me. But I just, she didn't provide me with any evidence or like an article, nothing. Just, I just love the fact that she was like, just trust me on this. <laughs> just trust me, honey. Keep it in a little longer. Um, but I am actually due to get it out or even go talk to her about it. And I'm really scared because um, I do have a high pain tolerance, but it's still not a fun little activity to go do on your Tuesday afternoon, get something taken out of your cervix and put right back in. When I first got it in, I love mine, if anyone is wondering. I know you're wondering. <laughs> Does Kia love her IUD? I do. <laughs> I love mine. I I love it. I think everyone should get it. I went from, I know you're wondering how long my periods were. I went from a seven-day period, like heavy flow, like heavy flow. Seven-day period to a three-day period and it's very light and dainty and she barely even there she barely even visits we love her but when I first got my IUD in and I was telling everyone how much I loved it and I was talking about it I would call it like every single time and keep in mind I would only know that I called it the right thing like when I got home hours later way after I had seen the person so I had talked to multiple people raving about my new UTI. I was calling my IUD a UTI. Raving about it. I love it. I'm recommending it. You should get one. <laughs> and I did this a lot. Like for a couple months. And then I realized. But I'm just like, those are some fake assholes that like didn't check me. Like you didn't. Are you sure you love your, like, you should probably go get that checked out? No, just get that to yourself. I went and gossiped with your besties later about my fake UTI. Not a real one. I will leave you with that this week. I love you. Yes, you absolutely deserve better. And I will remind you that every single day. Um, maybe treat yourself. Have a naked dance party. Dance in public. Wish yourself a little love letter. Hey, write me a love letter. Listen to my favorite Bible verse, Nothing Ever Matters by Lauren Hill. Just do what you gotta do to have a good day on purpose. Have a good fucking life on purpose. Until next time, ta-ta. I love you.